everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Hey Baby, What's in Your Mouth? The podcast where we explore the history, mystery, and rich tapestry of our favorite foods. I am your host, disobedient comedian, chameleon, Philip Jeremick. That's really fucking obnoxious. Imagine having to live with me. Now, a little bit later, we will be joined by our guest, who is just a delightful little peach. But today we are not talking about peaches. Get those breath mints ready, sister, because we are talking all about onions. Onions are like a really mean uncle. They smell and they usually make you cry. Now we'll get into why onions make you cry a little bit later. But why did your mean uncle make you cry? Well, you know just as well as I do that those remarks you made about his mistress's wooden leg were not very kind. That tractor accident was not Rita's fault. And it was an accident. So drop it. Anyway. Onions come in many varieties, and they have actually been growing among us for about 7,000 years. Onions are usually harvested in the fall during their first growing season. That is when their outer layers dry out and turn brown, although they can be harvested in the spring as well. Now, apparently, in ancient Egypt, people believed that onions symbolized eternity due to their spherical shape, circles within circles, and layers upon layers. There are indeed uh, examples of imagery found in Egyptian tombs showing individuals tending to what is unmistakably an onion plant, and ancient priests holding onions at an altar. And get this, archaeologists have found mummies with onions shoved into their groins and eye sockets. Hey, if that's what you're into, then that's what you're into, okay? I've put weird things in weird places, too. We all have. And get this. According to the American National Onion Association, real place, people, in Greece, during some of the first ever Olympic Games, before athletes went out to compete, they would eat pounds of onions, drink onion juice, and rub onions on their bodies. They thought, for some fucking reason, that this would provide them with the necessary athletic vigor needed to win. Now, I am definitely of the mind that winning is everything. I am very competitive. And that is exactly why I wouldn't do that before a javelin toss or a 100-meter dash or whatever else they might have been doing. Other than smelling like an unventilated kitchen from rubbing onions on your body and very likely puking from eating pounds of onions, I really see no favorable results that could have occurred. But speaking of ancient Greece, onions in Europe were one of only three widely eaten vegetables in the Middle Ages, along with beans and cabbage. Furthermore, onions were eaten by all classes in medieval Europe. They were not just a poor man's food. And another reason that onions have always been so beloved is because many cultures believed that they had restorative, healing, or even magical properties. I mean, onions are good for you. They're full of dietary fiber, vitamin B6, potassium, and actually a lot of vitamin C. But imagine living in a time when you didn't know any of those nutritional facts, when all you knew was that this vegetable smells bad, it tastes strong, and it brings tears to your eyes. You'd probably think there's something magical about it, too. Uh, And here's a fun story about onions coming to America. So, the onions that we're used to, like the modern onion, if you will, that we have here in North America, was brought to the United States by the first European settlers. But when the Native Americans saw these onions, they were like, bitch, please, we have been cooking with this shit forever. And in fact, our shit is better than your shit, so keep walking, whitey. And what I'm trying to say here 
is that Native Americans had been growing wild onions and cooking with them way before the Europeans brought the, shall we say, watered-down version. And what's cool is that these days, China is the country that produces more onions than anywhere else. In 2012 alone, they produced more than 20 million tons of onions. I find this very interesting because while Chinese cuisine uses spring onions quite liberally, it doesn't really use yellow or white onions that much, or at least as not as much as we do. And yet they grow them more than anybody else. You learn something new every goddamn day, okay? Now the three basic onion varieties are red, white, and yellow, plus spring onions, aka green onions, aka scallions. Now red onions are what you wanna use when you want anything raw. When you want any raw onions in anything, like salads or on top of birthday cakes, you know, think raw, okay? So raw, red. See what I did there? It's called alliteration. Now personally, I don't like to cook with red onions because the texture gets kind of like weird and just not great. And if you want to caramelize onions, no. You want to go yellow or white. In fact, yellow onions are the best for caramelization. You heard it here, folks. But, okay, remember how I said red onions just for raw things? Okay, if you're braising onions in wine or balsamic vinegar or stuff like that, then again, go red, okay? Otherwise, remember, red, raw, red, raw, red, raw. Easy, got it? Great. Now, I wanna share with you, because as you know, in each episode, I tend to talk about one food that centers around our ingredient that day. Uh, and this doesn't really have a name. I don't even know if it's like actually a traditional Eastern European thing, but my grandmother would make this all the time when I was a kid, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. And it still is. So. Basically, um, it is an absurdly simple, onion-centric dish. It's so yummy, and it's actually a breakfast food. Uh, so what it basically is, is scrambled eggs with onions and feta, but there's a little more to it than that. Uh, and you're gonna wanna do this for a weekend breakfast, because while it is very simple, it does take some time. Uh, so basically, you thinly slice a yellow onion, and you saute the shit out of that on low heat, like really low for a while, okay? And just when they're getting really caramelized and translucent and almost brown, you crumble in a whole bunch of feta and you just like leave it, but watch over it. So then the onions and the feta will kind of start to melt. And when that's happening, you throw in a few beaten eggs and you very, like not fast, you don't want to destroy it, but like consistently stir, 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 stir. And when it's like just done, that's it. Get the fuck away from the stove here. It's over. It's done. And it's so good. And basically, uh, you really want as much onion in there as egg. Because the onion's like really the star of the show. With a very compelling supporting role played by feta cheese. And speaking of frying onions. Did you really think that I would get through this episode without mentioning onion rings? Nope. Because mama didn't raise no fool. Okay? Now, I love onion rings way more than fries. Why? Because they're so much healthier. <laughs> no, they're not. Of course not. Uh, no, there's just something incredibly satisfying about this like sweet, savory, like thick ring of onion covered in batter and then fried. And I also think it's perhaps because they're actually not often found on menus as a side with burgers as other things are. Like fries, of course. Sweet potato fries, usually, yes. A side salad, yes. But a side of big fat ORs, which is what the cool kids call onion rings, no, they're like actually not available that often. So when they are, I'm like, yes, give me that. 
And if you're like a real animal, you put them in your burger. Mm-hmm. So, where did onion rings come from and what saintly creature invented them? Okay, so there are a couple of places, companies, brands, etc. that claim that they were the first. So, Crisco published a recipe in the New York Times for onion rings dipped in milk and flour and then fried in, obviously, Crisco. However, that was not until 1933. So, was that the first onion ring recipe? In Oak Cliff, Texas, at Kirby's Pig Stand, the very first drive-in restaurant in the United States, by the way, which used to have chains across the country, they claimed to have invented onion rings too. But that was in the early 1920s, and I think we can go back even further. So I'm gonna go with... But, if we go way back, playback, to 1802, bitches, then we might stumble upon a book written that very year by a man named John Mollard. The book was called The Art of Cookery Made Easy and Refined. And on page 152, there, you can get this book on Amazon, by the way, uh, there is a recipe for something called fried onions with Parmesan cheese, spelled with a Z. Basically, it involves cutting onions into half-inch rings, dipping them into a batter made of, this is from the recipe, flour, salt, pepper, parmesan cheese, and one gill of cream, whatever the fuck that means, and, uh, and then you deep fry them in boiling lard. Come on, everything tastes better in lard. Um, and then it says that you dip those ORs like I'm making this happen. <laughs> you dip those ORs in a sauce made of melted butter and mustard, which, well, that sounds really good. Um, now, that sounds great, but then I read the other recipes in this book, so it is followed by, just on the next few pages, these are the other recipes in this book, forced pickle tongue, forced cucumbers, and lamb's tails and ears. I am glad we were not around in 1802 food was weird. You know what else was weird in 1802? And horrible dentistry. People fucking died at the dentist back then. Imagine dying at the dentist. Nope, no thanks. <laughs> but back to onions. I do want to mention a couple more varieties and also why they make us cry. And then we're going to talk to our guest who is drinking and it's done. So am I. So am I. Um, so uh, Vidalia onions are really cool. Because they sound, first of all, like they're named after an old southern woman who lives on a hill and cackles loudly when you least expect it. But they're also cool because they're the sweetest little onions you'll ever have. And really, the name comes from the place where they're grown, Vidalia, Georgia. Fun fact. There are only 13 counties in Georgia and only certain parts of seven other counties where you're allowed to grow Vidalia onions by law. And if you grow them anywhere else, then they're not fucking Vidalia onions, okay? And what makes the region so special and what makes the, so, the onions so sweet is the very low, low levels of sulfur in the soil. So they taste different. It's pretty cool. And another reason, or sorry, another onion I love um, are pearl onions. So pearl onions are actually really good for you. They are high in antioxidants. Uh, apparently they're close, more closely related to the leek. Um, and they're an anti-inflammatory and you can put them in fucking cocktails. Come on, can't shove a whole onion. I mean, you could. And you'd kind of be my hero if you did. Um, they are delightful with pate. They are necessary in buff bourguignon or don't even bother. 
And if you want a really easy and tasty side dish as part of Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, which let's be honest, it's all about the side dishes, then here's what you do. Buy a bag of frozen pearl onions, saute them in balsamic vinegar and a bit of butter. Boom, that's it, so good. Now, why oh why do onions make us cry? <laughs> the answer is gas. When onions are cut, they very rapidly release a gas into the air called, oh fuck, okay, I'm reading this off my script. The gas is called synpropan, hold on, give me a minute here, okay? <laughs> synpro, and I practice this, synpropanethyol, synpropanethyol S oxide, okay? Which is very irritating to the human eyeball. Now this, believe it or not, is kind of the onion's defense mechanism. So you cut it, and it damages its cells, which in turn release enzymes, which break down amino acids, but create other acids, and the resulting gas makes you cry. And these chemical reactions happen so, so fast. I mean, you know how quick it is to chop an onion and suddenly start crying? Science is awesome. Fuck you, Trump. So, while onions can and will make us cry, our guest today is someone who couldn't possibly make us cry, because he's lovely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining me today is Ben Mims, Ben has been food editor at Savour Magazine and at Food & Wine. He was also the associate editor at Savour, and he is the author of Sweet and Southern, a biography of Dolly Parton. That's not what it is. Uh, Sweet and Southern, desserts with a twist. Uh, and he is also the former kitchen director of Lucky Peach. You are quite accomplished. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so here we are talking about onions um, yes. but you know what I actually have a question for you so your book is called um, Sweet and Southern Classic Desserts with a Twist Yes. what's the twist? the twist is kind of like modernization of some of the old recipes because you know like some of those cookbooks that you read about the pig's ears and the forced right. cucumbers a lot of old southern uh, desserts and recipes have not changed much in about 200 years. Oh, wow. Meaning they use, like, a pound of sugar for something that maybe needs only a cup, and they use a lot more butter than they're supposed to, mm -hmm. so things like that. So I basically went through a bunch of the old, because I'm from Mississippi, a lot of the old uh, southern uh, desserts and things that I grew up with and kind of took the sugar levels down, brought the acid levels up, brought the salt levels up, uh, took away unnecessary fat, not to make them dietary by any means, but just to make no, them... No, I don't think you could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wanted to. Just to make them enjoyable to well, anyone. Well, more like balanced. More balanced. You know? Exactly, like... yes. You can actually, if you eat the pecan pie, you don't just feel cavities. You actually exactly. taste the pecan itself and things like that. So, that was a twist. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I love making desserts. Right. I don't have a sweet tooth, uh -huh. but I love making them because they're like so beautiful and like. Well, yeah, you don't want to eat them because then you just get fat, so you have to give them away to someone. So. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, no. When it comes to like meat and stuff, uh -huh. that's, that's. What's your favorite my... thing to bake? To bake? Yeah. Um, oh God. Um, honestly, like a turkey. <laughs> oh okay. Because okay, it's like okay. a commitment. It's like an all-day thing, and it's. It is like baking a cake. Yeah, you have to like it takes like three days. But desserts, um, I love making like those little, or not little, but any size, mm -hmm. um, custard tarts where you can oh, yeah. put anything yeah. you want in the custard and they yeah. like look beautiful, or even like a clafouti. Yeah, absolutely. And they look really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Not hard to make. So, speaking of our topic at hand, yes. and that, I have actually made a pearl onion 
coffee tea before. Oh, really? It's very good. Just oh, don't, that just don't add amazing. vanilla and don't add sugar. None of that. It's good. It's basically onion custard. You know, onion scrambled what eggs, else? kind of. So it's like a quiche, kind of. Yes, that's actually a more <laughs> accurate way to say like, it than what I was saying. No, I like it. Like it's onion custard. <laughs> Like oh, that could be really pie. good. I love like savory pies. Like yeah, you're from good. the south, so yes. like tomato pie. Hello. Tomato pie for sure. Oh, so um, good. The bacon pie. I've had that before. I haven't had that. Um, it's literally the same thing. You just throw in a bunch of like cooked chopped bacon. And sure. You use bacon fat and everything, of course. Very healthy. Of course. Um, so, yeah. what do you have any like onion recipes you like? Just talk oh, to me about your love, experience I do, with onions. I do love onion rings, for sure. When you were talking about those, I was like, oh my god, especially that Parmesan one from back in the day. Like That sounds like no. something somebody would make today that people would freak out over. Parmesan and cream. So I think I'm going to make that soon, because that sounds really good. Um, but I would actually make onion pies growing up. Basically the same thing, because Fidelity onions. My grandmother, she would always drive from Mississippi to Florida to visit my aunt in the summertime. And when on her way back, she would always stop in Vidalia, motherfucking Georgia, oh, yes. and pick up some onions and then bring them to us. So we would always eat them at her table, like after church on Sunday, of course. Mm-hmm. Good Southern boy. And we would eat them raw. Like just slices of them with a knife and fork. I'm not even joking. Like cut them up, eat them raw, maybe some ranch dressing if you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, fancy. Um, but then she would also make a Vidalia onion pie out of them. Now she would just chop up some raw Vidalia onions and throw them in with like mayonnaise and eggs and things. So kind of like a tomato pie, but just use onions. Right. But I think it would be better, obviously, if it was cooked onions first, and then you did that, but it was delicious, nevertheless. Um, So I grew up having that all the time. So I do love Vidalia onions. They are very special because they come around like once a year, and they're in the markets in the South for just a little while. Um... But as far as onion recipes, I mean, I do make French onion soup quite often. Do you? Where I will, like, let the onions go for, like, two hours in a pot. Um, and that's one of my favorite things to do is just, like, put it on, like, the lowest flame, chop, like, a shit ton of onions, mm-hmm. throw them in a pot, and just, like, drink wine and get drunk while the you have onions are doing their job. You're making French food. It's like Yeah, of course. Then you take your last a bottle little, of wine Yeah, you take your drinking. last little dreg of red wine in your glass and you kind of throw it in the yeah. onions when they're done. <laughs> a little salt and pepper. Throw in some water and then you're good to go. So, What onions do you like to use for French onion soup? Plain old yellow onions are yeah. my favorite. Um, those are the best for soup. Like you said, for cooking and everything, for sweating down and getting caramelized, those are the best. I use those for onion rings too a lot. Just because a white onion is so sharp sometimes. Um, but I do... I only ever use white onions basically in, like, Mexican cooking. Because mm-hmm. right. typically they're on tacos, but also just exactly. because that sharpness is and great. raw, with, like, so if you want. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but then red onions... I remember I have a story about this. When I was a kid, I would literally eat small red onions like apples. Really? Walk around and just bite into them raw because they were so child. good. I know. For some reason... <laughs> and like, bold and unpopular <laughs> child. Yeah, no one wanted to be my friend. I think I did it on the weekends like out in the country only so like, no one would be around. Like deer would run off whenever they saw it. But um, it was so good. They didn't I have that same... Onions. They didn't have that sharpness exactly. or whatever gas. It was like... I was actually so talking good. to someone about this the other day. It's like, you know, you can't really like, do it when you're like around people because then you'll just mm-hmm. have bad breath. But mm-hmm. like... Putting raw onions on things, like even like a sandwich or something, oh God, depending yeah. on what's they're, oh, they're so good. Yeah, they are so good. And in my history of working in test kitchens and things like that, a lot of people who come, like food editors who come and like taste the food and stuff, they will, ref- they refuse to eat 
raw red onions in particular. Not mm-hmm. raw white, but just mostly raw red because, you know, it's going to stain your breath all day. You're going to stink, whatever. But I'm like, it's so fucking good. Why but also, you like, don't that? you, well, you're there to test shit. Like, come on. I know. It's kind of crazy. You'd make something, then it would just, like, flick the also, red onions there off. There is a trick so to rude. getting rid of onion breath. Exactly. <laughs> it's so... And I'm not, this is like by no means scientific, uh-huh. but just like from experience, if you have onions, you can't just brush your teeth. You Ew. first need to have something else strong to get rid of the mm-hmm. onion taste, and then you need to brush. So basically, if you have onions, mm-hmm. have coffee after. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then absolutely brush your teeth. You need to drink like baking soda. You need something within yeah. your body that will then. Because I feel like the coffee off. breath replaces the onion oof, breath. Oof. And then I know it sounds horrible yeah. and disgusting. <laughs> but then you totally, it's like mouthwash, toothpaste, everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. After that. But yeah. I don't know. It's like you gotta have something else in between. Oof. Just drink a gallon of milk, I think. I think that would cover it up. We should. Sorry maybe that'll it. be the new thing. You know how it's like. Onions and There's milk. like yogurt places are like big now. Onions, onions and ooh, coffee. Ooh, 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 <laughs> That'll yeah. be the next. I was like, if you were saying onions and milk, I was like, okay, that sounds really? good. Really, you're on board with that? Mm, yeah, no. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, have you ever had? I've actually, uh, I've had this before. Okay. I don't even remember where. Um, but I've never made it. Um, stuffed like baked stuffed onions with like yes. beef and rice, like how you would a stuffed yeah. pepper. Yeah. I mean, honestly. I despise a stuffed vegetable. I really? don't know why. I don't know oh, why. God, I, love I think it. it was from being forced to eat so many like stuffed like red and green bell peppers as a kid. Okay. Cool things. And so like any kind of stuff like tomato or onion, for some reason it like it's so good. <laughs> makes me want to die. I think I'd rather just like eat the stuffing with the right. vegetable, just like chop it all up and mix it together. Of course that makes it not look as nice. Um, True. But I've had some really good stuffed onions. It basically just like you know petals of onions that you like put some like breadcrumbs and herbs and butter into it yeah. delicious so something like that I'd be totally into yeah oh man yeah what's yeah. your favorite stuffed onion thing it seems like you have a no I only had it the one recipe. time it was like okay. kind of like how you would have stuffed peppers it was like rice uh-huh. and, oh, yeah. and yeah. beef and you know mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. a sauce um but I've never made them but it's kind of a pain in the ass because you have to get rid of the inside but not ruin the mm-hmm. outs which would like a pepper you don't have to worry about that yeah <laughs> and so I think you have to like boil them for a while and mm. then remove the inside. And you're crying all the seems while. Like, I know. It seems Once, like a lot of work. Yeah. Only one will ever stay perfect. The rest of them tear exactly. pieces. Um, I'm saying just chop it all up. But yeah, onion rings. Are, now I really want onion rings. I we're talking about. <laughs> I haven't had them in a while too. But yeah. You know it's... where mm. uh, has great onion rings? Mm-hmm. If you're in New York City, the like 31 people that listen to this will be very excited. <laughs> um, there is a gay bar in New York that has great onion rings, actually. What? It's Julius's. Oh, really? In, do you know it? Yeah. So it's this, like, dirty old gay bar in the West Village where, yeah. like, everyone is 70 years and older. <laughs> 70 years old. Um, and they have this tiny little, like, three by two square foot open kitchen. And they just, it's pretty much just a bar, but they do, like, burgers uh-huh. and um, stuff like that. And their onion rings are great. What's so different about them that I think so it's good? just that they're available. Yeah, they're fresh. <laughs> <laughs> that I like them. Ooh, that's uh, good. Because, you know, you're like at a gay bar in the West Village, and that's the last thing you expect, and you're like, yes, I do yeah. want these. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sitting around a bunch of old gays. I prefer to have, like, a burger, be comfortable, and have some onion rings. Why not? Yeah, like, why not? Exactly. It's like sitting in the living room. Yeah. But it sounds really good. But I have not made them. I think I would okay. use a beer batter if I did. Yeah. That's always... Is it easier, though? 
Well, be, doesn't it, it just, just like the effervescence adds like a... Yeah, they're, they're fluffy. I don't know, I yeah. kind of like a crunchy onion ring. Do you like a battery onion ring? Ooh, that's, I that's do. good. I mm. do like a battery one. Interesting. Why is that? Just, uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> As if this is a very serious question. <laughs> I just, I, my mouth agrees with it. Mm. <laughs> so I hate it when you take a bite and like the inside comes out. Well, that's like not a tapeworm. <laughs> oh, but then your reward is you just have like this thing of exactly. So really, it's okay. But I'm, I'm that asshole who like I literally cannot deal with that onion coming, slipping out of the batter. So I will sometimes like pre-cut the onion ring in oh, half really? of the knife I'm sorry and then just like eat a half at a time it's like, funny I was reading when I was like doing research for this episode I was reading in, several articles about onion rings and one was written in such a um, <laughs> like serious and intense way it was like uh, it was said something it was like if the eater does not want the inside to come out they must <laughs> bite forcefully with their teeth in order to and it's like okay well that's true we yeah, know, exactly. we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how do you feel about an onion volcano I'm sorry what is that wait you don't know what an onion volcano is I don't know is? what that is have you ever been to a Benihana or like a Japanese <laughs> yes, steakhouse yes yeah, yeah. and they he, they, they never do it in front of you and yeah yeah they've never built an, an onion volcano for you no they'll literally take like a giant like an inch thick ring of onions separate out the rings and then like stack each smaller ring on top of each other oh cool and there's like shoot in some oil light it with a match and it's like and it flames from the inside Wow. So it's kind of like just full of cancer, but whatever. <laughs> and then they just like chop it up after the flame dies out, and that's what they put in your fried rice. So does it really just taste like burnt onions, though? It kind of tastes gross, but it's just right. the, the theater like, of it. Well, all of know? those Benihana places, <laughs> it's really just a spectacle. Yes, exactly. The food is food not is great. Yeah. It's like the Rainforest Cafe. Oof. Oh, it's God. It's fun to go oh, to. But look, are you going there for like a great Ooh. culinary experience? No. no. You're going there for a robotic dancing <laughs> gorilla. You're going and a there. tropical drink with like a thimble of alcohol. In yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going there because your youth group and Baptist right. church is on their way somewhere. They Actually, this has nothing to do with onions, but we have to talk about it. Mm. Speaking of um, Rainforest Cafe, a couple of years ago, uh, it was Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> I went to Rainforest Cafe oh, no. with a group of friends because it was one of those things where like no one. It just so happened like no one was going home for Thanksgiving. It was like an orphan Thanksgiving, and we went to a Rainforest Cafe in a shopping mall. Is there one near here? This was I didn't in know this. this was in Canada. Oh okay, um, okay, okay, okay. And what was really funny is that <laughs> it was like four in the afternoon. Nobody was there, Oof. and it was in a mall. Uh, That's best. And so it was amazing. Literally nobody was there. Um, but uh, the story gets better. There's so many layers to the story. Like an onion. Um, so it's four in the afternoon. And we all, you know, like ordered a meal. And we had like a couple of their like shitty overpriced cocktails that have yeah. almost no alcohol. And yeah. then the waitress comes around and, I don't know, I guess we were getting our third round of drinks. And she's like, what would you like? What would you like? And she goes to my friend Jill at the end of the table and goes, you're cut off. And we were like, you Whoa. just got cut off at a rainforest cafe. Damn, how many drinks did she have? But this was the funny part. She drank less than anybody else. She's just a big personality. And this woman like thought she was drunk. Wow. And so in the end, this was hilarious. So we get up and the, by the end of the meal, we like, we're drunk. So we leave <laughs> this rainforest cafe and then one other table comes. And 
it is the woman who is the receptionist at my dentist's office. Oh, and God. I'm not sober. That's like... And she's there with her like, family. Oh, <laughs> and she's yeah. like, hi. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, this is the worst place to run into me drunk oh, in a mall. And then, this is the best part, uh, we leave. And we were like, no, that waitress was really out of line. Like, Joel wasn't drunk <laughs> at all. What the fuck? So my friend Emmy goes up to the manager. And she's like, and she's one of those people who... Uh, she will, like, she'll just turn into such a mom uh-huh. and just be very, like, kind and, like, okay. you know, just progressive. deal with the situation. <laughs> no, she was actually just super okay. nice. And she's like, listen, I just wanted to let you know. I remember ex- her exact words. She was like, I just wanted to let you know that, um, that waitress made us feel not great. That's what she said. <laughs> and, she, and then she goes, she's like, and it's Thanksgiving and, um, this is a family yeah. holiday. And I was here with my friends, and they are like a family to me. And the guy was, like, so embarrassed. Like, he was totally on her side. And this was the best part. This is how she really wanted. He was like, I'm so sorry. Like, what can I offer? And she was like, no, no, no. I'm not saying this because I want something for free. I'm saying this because you need to discipline your employee. And she was like, I don't want anything. I don't want any free drink. Like, I just wanted to let you know. And we were like, yeah! And then we crossed the food court of the mall and kept drinking at some oh, other restaurant. Oh my god. So they didn't give you a free meal or anything? Or like a free No. He offered to and she was like, nope. And I was like, that's good. That's how you handle this. She is a mom. Oh, how god, were the onion rings? Did you have onion no, rings there? I know. Thank you for she trying to bring this good. back. <laughs> no, no onion rings. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love so when I was a little kid, the little like cocktail onions. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I always just wanted my mom to like buy a jar of those, and she was like, mm-hmm. "Why? Like, what are you gonna eat them to with?" To drink them. And yeah. I was like, "They're just so cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're delicious. They're the best. They're the best." And for a while, the pearl onions mm-hmm. that you put in the pearl onion, mm-hmm. for a while they were like gone from supermarket shelves. For really? A while. Did you notice when? this? No. I don't know. I grew up with them frozen. I love a good frozen pearl onion. Then for a while you couldn't find them anywhere for a while, and now they're back. Interesting. So I don't know if. You know, people got onion rage and started like calling the producer and be like, "You have to carry these things again because no one wants to blanch and peel exactly. a goddamn." And what's onion. really great about those is that some vegetables freeze horribly. Yes. And yeah, other yeah. like what was one thing I never I did it once in my life never again. Uh, it was frozen Brussels sprouts. They were dis- Ew, they were disgusting, watery, yeah. just disgusting. Stank. But frozen pearl onions you just literally oh, can throw them right into yep. like the last yep. stages of your buffet, yep. you know, yep. and. So good. Well, because you want the frozenness when it thaws out, you know, it goes kind of mushy. You want that anyway. Exactly. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, I love cocktails that are, I like really savory cocktails mm-hmm. where you, it's mm-hmm. like you're drinking an alcoholic salad. Interesting. And so you're like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh, I'll let you have that. <laughs> uh, so when there's like, you know, like cracked black pepper and dill okay, and like, okay. and, and Pearl onions yes, in a cocktail. Oh my god, mm, I love that shit. Have you ever been to Mace Bard here down in the city? No. They do all their cocktails are pegged to a specific spice, so they oh, have wow. a lot of savory cocktails. I had a chia cocktail there once. Um, East, no, East Ninth Street and Avenue C. So it's way oh, the fuck over there. Okay. Um, but that's far, where the best far from bars us. are. Exactly. Um, um, but they had a chia seed cocktail there once. That sounds like, delicious. Weirdly tasted like what I thought a chia seed might taste like, even though I don't know what chia seeds taste right, like. Right, because when have you had it? was one really good. On its own. Yeah, it was very good. Um, there's another bar near there. Uh-huh. It's actually one of my favorite bars in the city, and I like to like keep these things a secret, <laughs> but whatever. 
again, with like 31 people listening. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a Russian vodka bar called Anyway Cafe. Interesting. That like Never nobody knows. It. It's so yeah. good. So it is on the corner. It's easy to remember because it's on the corner of 2nd and 2nd. Okay, okay. 2nd Avenue and 2nd gotcha. Street. It's underground. And it's got like leaves on the ceiling. It's like this weird little place. There's live music. And it's kind of like a cool little hole in the ground. But they do these house-made vodka infusions. Oh, okay. And they literally have, like, old-timey jars with, um, you know, little, like... like little spigots? Uh, little spigots. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, with little spigots on them. And so they've got these really cool um, vodka-based cocktails. And a lot of them are savory. So they have one. They have a beet martini. Okay, which I is drink delicious. That. I drink that. Yeah, and then they have one that's like uh, it's basically a Bloody Mary, but mm. like on crack. Oh. So there's like chunks in it, and it's served in a martini glass, and there's like garlic in it, and ground pepper, and dill, and you get like a little cornichon, like put so it's as salsa, a garnish. It's salsa smoothie, basically. kind of. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> but they've got these really amazing things, and they and you could get they've got this black pepper vodka you could just get on its own. Ooh, oh, I would love so that. So good. Yeah, it sounds good. You get a vodka sampler oh. where they give you like a bowl of ice with little tiny like Ooh. mini bottles of these different vodkas in it. So there's like a black cherry one, a horseradish vodka. There's a black Ooh. pepper vodka. It's this like sounds very fancy. No, it's not. Oh. It's this like dirty <laughs> little place where like if you ask for anything, they're like, and it's run by these like intense Russian people. And okay, okay, uh, okay. Uh, I remember once. It, this is precisely what happened. I went on like on a date with some guy, and like we were just having drinks. And he was like, oh, I'm, like, craving something sweet. Um, I wonder if they have, like, any kind of, like, chocolate cake or anything uh-huh. like that. And so he asks the waitress, who was wearing, like, a ski jacket, <laughs> in, like, indoors. Uh, and he's like, oh, do you have anything, like, because they didn't have a dessert menu. Uh-huh. But she's like, we have desserts. It was one of those places where it's Not like, let's see what yeah. there is today. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, what did he, yeah, so he's like, do you have anything, like, chocolatey? So keep this in mind. He asks, do you have anything chocolatey? Uh-oh. She's like, I feel go ask. So she leaves, and she comes back and literally says, I'm sorry, the chef did not buy apples today. <laughs> and we were like, okay, cool, I'll stick with She's the like, drinks. We do not have dessert in Russia. No. <laughs> but I was like, anything chocolatey? No apples. No apples. Um, but yeah, it's a great place. <laughs> Everyone should go. Did they have a pearl onion vodka? Uh, n- no. That they didn't. something you should make. That would be really good. I love that. I you're like, in like really good segues. You're trying to like bring it back to onions, and I'm already like, well, I don't give hey, a shit anymore. It may not be funny, but I'm going to bring it back to the topic at hand all the time. But um, what else onion wise? That thing, by the way, that my grandmother makes, you've got to try it. Oh, I'm actually going to make that on Saturday. I think. Is that like a thing I, you make? Well, feta is like my favorite thing in the entire world. A lot of people hate feta, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with that? And I hate those people, because they're They're like, it's too strong. No, it's I'm like, not. it's cheese. A, first so, of all, it, there's so many different types. Yes. There's mild and strong ones. So I used to live in Astoria, uh-huh. so like Greek oh, life. So and good. So go to the market all the time, and there's literally like 12 different types of feta, so you can like choose one that's not so strong if you need to. Um, I love Bulgarian feta. Yes, that's oh, my favorite. Oh, mine yeah. too. But also, if you get the French stuff, it's like super strong, like whatever, mm-hmm. but... Scrambled eggs, onions, and feta, like, three of my favorite foods, so yes, I'm going to make that this oh, Saturday for do breakfast. It. Do it. Yeah. Um, here's a really cool onion thing that happened to me. Oh, <laughs> I was walking ooh. down the street. No. Uh, <laughs> so I had um, a housewarming party when I first moved in to mm-hmm. my apartment, 
And I like went all out. I was okay. like, there were like deviled eggs with caviar. There were Ooh. there was a grilled cheese station. Whoa. There were two cakes. There was Whoa. Uh, and Ben's like, here, <laughs> we're in my apartment now. This place is tiny. So I was thinking like, where'd you put all this food? And, and also there were twenty-two people in here, if you can Holy imagine. Holy shit. Yeah. My wow. like the size of my apartment is like one place on a monopoly board. Wow. Not the whole yes, board. It even. is. Um, yes. but anyway, so I did this grilled cheese station. So basically I like pre-assembled like a hundred sandwiches the night before and so then when people came there was like I have like a panini press and so I would just like take them out and you know so it was easy to do but they were still you know like fresh Uh um and I made two kinds and this like really surprised me I (laughs) thought one was gonna be way more popular than the other so one of them was um uh like aged cheddar and bacon. Okay. So I spent all night the night before fucking frying bacon. Ooh, uh-uh. And then, you know, like assembling it. So mm-hmm. it was like blah, blah, blah. And so one was aged cheddar and bacon on like, I think sourdough. Yeah. And I was like, bacon. People are going to go crazy for this. The other one was caramelized onions and smoked gouda oh, on yes. like some other bread. Yeah. I forgot that. And again, the night before, I was like caramelizing the shit out of these onions. And I thought, like, I was like, people are gonna go crazy for like bacon and cheddar because like people are boring and that's what they know and also it's delicious yeah nope mm-hmm. they didn't fucking touch those mm-hmm. they were like these are so good and I was like really so yes. the onion and <laughs> gouda was, it really won the day they were delicious well, yeah, it's like smoky and sweet like that's what people want more I feel like than just that's like salty and salty <laughs> well you know you have your basic friends and they're the yeah. ones who are gonna go for the cheese which I guess is what I expected I was like sort of like your reading my audience <laughs> I was like, and then I also thought, I guess my friends pleasantly surprised me, because they like the onion one more. Okay. And also, I was like, no one's going to want these deviled eggs with caviar uh-huh, on top. Because uh-huh. people are weird about boiled, some people are weird about boiled eggs in general, and I'm like... Yeah, I can't deal with it. Yeah. Really? Well, I can't deal with those people. Oh, I love boiled eggs. Yeah. Like, if just, don't like them, I wouldn't And I was like, plus there's fish eggs on top, people are going to think it's weird, but I was like, I don't care, I'm going to be fucking fancy. And they, people are like, these are delicious. See? And the inside was like sriracha, and they were like oh, they were spicy deviled eggs with caviar. Multicalty, yes. Very interesting. Oh. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is one of the big disagreements that my boyfriend and I have all the time is that whenever we have a party, I want to make stuff like that. I mm-hmm. want to make caramelized onion and gouda. I want to make deviled eggs, caviar and And he's like, let's just order pizza. He's like, <laughs> these people are coming, don't give a shit about food, just like make some basic stuff. And I'm like, no. No, you're like, we can use this as a teaching moment. <laughs> exactly. I can. We can use this as a moment where I can show you that they like my shit better than the basic shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I'm going to do that next time. I don't care. I'm just going to serve caviar, even though I'm sure no one of my friends eats it. But You know where whatever. you can buy great cheap caviar? This is going to sound Bad Bath & Beyond. <laughs> Not oh, even kidding. I swear to God. Bad Bath & Beyond has this section called the World Market. Yes, I've seen that World which Market. Which is actually... Because the thing about a place like New York, unless you go to, like, you know, like, Queens or a lot of these, like, certain parts of the boroughs where there's, like, ethnic neighborhoods with, like, real delis and things that stock, you know, like, foreign products. In Manhattan, like, good luck. Unless it's, like, French or Italian. Yeah. So the Bed Bath & Beyond World Market has... I was stunned to find, like... All kinds of like weird products from like New Zealand and like like Ukraine and like everywhere, and they had caviar from Iceland for three ninety nine, and I was like, that's real cheap. I'm scared, and I like read the ingredients and I I have it right here. (laughs) Uh, We can have some. 
And it has a shockingly long shelf life. Interesting. But also, it was like really totally good. And well, yeah, if you're gonna put it on double deck, why not? That was just a little amount on each egg. Yeah. Interesting. I I went to bed that next time. You're like, where do I get caviar? Say to yourself, the same place they get lampshades. (laughs) That's where. And giant rolls of toilet paper. (laughs) Because yeah, I went there the other day and I was like, oh yeah, I forget they have food here. But I've never gone into it because I thought it was just weird snack mixes like you get on an airplane. But oh no, interesting. They have. Really good coffees. Literally also. a world market. Oh my god! That's gotta be the secret to food shopping in New York. It kind going of is. to Bed Bath and Beyond. That's right. Everything you need for home. Um, so we're almost out of time. We talked so little about onions. I kind of love it. That's it's okay, you know. Uh, it was an organic discussion. Exactly. What can I say? Um, but yeah. Yo. Uh, oh, oh. Oh my god. Do you know what the blooming onion is? I'm oh yes. Sure that, I was gonna make sure we covered onion rings. The onion top volcano, right. and then the blooming onion, mm-hmm. of course. Blooming onion. I used to own one of the contraptions that would actually make one at home for you. Wow! Couldn't you like use a, the same thing as like one of those apple yes, corers? Yes, you can. Yeah. This was like a guillotine, basically, with like two rods on the end, and you would like smash it down, and then it would had a basket that would then hold the blooming onion. Oh, wow. You could lift into a blooming onion fryer wow. that I did buy as a kid, and then oh no, lower it into the batter. Uh-huh. I had like a giant cylinder Tupperware. In the batter, and then it would go straight into this. You never had to touch the damn onion. It was wow. great. You looked out the fryer. It had the secret sauce. You yeah, I was gonna say, what packet. do you? I, I, so you've made this before, obviously. What do well, you? Well, I made serve it from it the packet okay. of the blooming onion, like okay. the kit. official, right? So I don't know idea what the fuck was in that sauce. I would assume it's basically mayo, ketchup, like hot sauce, right? Something else. Ah, oh, blooming onions delicious. are delicious. They really are good. I'm covering this. Really, really yes. awesome. <laughs> Um, so get out there, have a blooming <laughs> onion. Oh my god, no. So French onion soup, also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great onion-centric dishes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes I'll just do, like you were saying earlier about red onions raw, except for when you're going to uh, braise them. Mm-hmm. I'll just do wedges of red onion, salt, pepper, oil, maybe some balsamic sometimes, throw it in the oven, and that's just, yes. that's your side dish, or that's your meal. You know what, yes. um, what's her name? Um, uh, um, Lydia... Bastianich? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Lydia Bastianich has this recipe that I have made. It's so good. Pork chops braised with pears and red onions. Oh, God. And balsamic amazing. vinegar. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yes. So good. So good. It's just sweet and sharp in yeah. every way. Yeah. That sounds great. She knows what she's yes. doing. Oh, those, like, man hands. Mm-hmm. Come on. They've made some great meals in their day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, go out, make that, make other onion things, mm-hmm. eat an Try onion. Try them raw. Try them raw. Eat, raw eat an onion, onion like an apple. Okay? And just see what you think. And see what you think. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in. Ben, thank you so much. Of course, thank you for having me here. Uh, bye-bye. Bye.